Yeah, I'm like Neo now. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. That's Morpheus. Happy New Year, everybody. Season opener, opening night for the NBA. Kind of a freestyle episode here. No Zayaquina, unfortunately. He is in Lagos sleeping. Lagos, sorry, sleeping. But uh, I am here alone watching this game. Very excited along with so many NBA fans, players, media. It is just a party, Uh, a full celebration that the new year of basketball has begun here on October 24th, just a week away from Halloween. And lots to talk about in this episode. Of course, the Raptors not playing So I decided uh, with uh, a Denver-LA game playing in the background, I decided to talk a little bit more about league-wide stuff because I haven't done a lot of that. Uh, We don't tend to do a lot of that during the season. Uh, But, you know, from time to time, we'll get into like MVP ladders. Uh, We'll get into, you know, power rankings for players and for for teams. Um, So I thought, why not do a little bit of that with the game on um, Quiet in the House. Um, My daughter uh, currently uh, doing some chores, and uh, that gives me uh, about 25, 30 minutes before uh, reading time, story time, uh, where I can kind of soak up the new year. And, and this New Year's Day, uh, obviously later on today, another highly anticipated match between two juggernauts in the West, Phoenix versus the Golden State Warriors, a team pursuing championship versus um, a team that has won four chips. Uh, of course, KD was on uh, two of the Golden State Warrior teams that won it. Uh, people would know that uh, lineup with KD known as the Death Star. Uh, so that uh, obviously is part of the narrative there. And, and Chris Paul, who played for Phoenix for the last three seasons, is on Golden State, yet another team that he goes to late in his career. Another Western team, uh, West Conference team. He's been on New Orleans, LA, Houston, Phoenix, Golden State. So he's been on at least five teams in his career, uh, but a lot of those teams have come uh, kind of the last three, four seasons. Um, So anyways, I'm rambling at this stage, but I wanted to get to a few things. Uh, I've been listening to a bunch of podcasts uh, while at work, Uh, just the nature of my job. I'm by myself some days and I can, you know, listen to more broad 
conversations around the league, uh, specific players, teams, uh, certain podcasts from certain cities, and then sometimes generally uh, kind of looking at the league as a whole. And I do a league pass team every year. I know you guys have heard about those over the last uh, few seasons. This is season four of Jurassic Views. I think I've had uh, five, five or six league pass teams. Um, I believe my first league pass team way back, I followed the advice of Chris Jackson, uh, my good buddy who's been on the show a bunch of times. Um, and kind of the Zach Lowe of Jurassic Views. And he put me on Jokic. I think this is back 2018-2019 season. And that year, uh, although the Raptors had championship ambitions and obviously raised the Larry OB at the end of the season, I decided to take a little more time to watch that Denver team. Uh, the year before, I tried to watch a lot of Jimmy Butler with the T-Wolves. Um, I think it was uh, Tom Thibodeau coaching the T-Wolves. So they called the, the Tib-Wolves, uh, some folks did. Um, but yeah, started with the Nuggets in 2019. Watched the Phoenix Suns. They were my league pass team in 2020 before uh, the bubble hit. Um 2021, you remember DeMar DeRozan went to the Chicago Bulls. That was his first year there, that 2021-2022 season. When they made the playoffs, of course, Lonzo Ball gets injured. But that was my league pass team, my third league, league pass team. Um, last year, I went, I think, back to Denver because everyone was healthy and I just wanted to watch that team. Uh, last year, Courtney and I, talked about uh, league pass teams in general. And we talked about Memphis being must-see TV. But she picked, I believe, the Pelicans last season, which was a, a great pick to start the year. As um, that team had the best record in the league for the first, I think, 25, 30 games. And then lo and behold, Zion Williamson, kind of like Christmas comes around, so does an injury. Uh, to, to the big beast from from Duke. Um, and I got to say, in my league pass team shortlist, the Pelicans are there. They got to be there. Uh, they've just got so many guys to, to watch and, uh, you know, so many personalities. B.I. is a great player. C.J. McCollum's got great game. Uh, but then you have Jose... Um, Alvarez, right? Um, and and you gotta you gotta love him, and 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 you gotta love what he brings to the table. Herb Jones is also part of that team. It's a deep team. Um, they got you know great length. Jackson Hayes doesn't play for them anymore, but he was another guy last year uh, with athleticism um, that people got excited around for, on the defensive side. Um, but I thought I'd I'd pick a team this year for the league pass. And after this summer and knowing uh, their star player is a Canadian, knowing he was a first team, all NBA, I had to watch 
uh, had to pick, sorry, for my league pass team, Shea Gilders Alexander. So they, they are number one. Uh, but of course, it, it doesn't just end with Shea Gildress. Uh, from a Canadian content perspective, they have Lou Dort, who's part of that group. Um, internationally speaking, uh, they've got a guy from Australia that many of us know, Josh Giddy, who's who's kind of a a younger, um, maybe not as physically imposing. Um, or elite, as physically an elite guy as Ben Simmons, but similar style of play, kind of that Aussie rules football, body, long, uh, very athletic, great vision. Um, so he's, he's another guy to watch on that club. Of course, they've got a lot of speed and length through the Williams boys there. They got Isaiah Joe, who was a top five three-point shooter last year uh, from a percentage standpoint. So that's that's a team that's really exciting to watch. Of course, you had Chet Holmgren, who got injured early last season. And during the preseason, he, he looked very effective. He looked very healthy. And he looks ready to play for this season. So I, I had to go with OKC. But I'll give you um, a few more teams on my short list because uh, I think it's important to, you know, as a, as a guy who often talks about the Raptors, I, I needed to talk about um, some some other teams that have some really interesting guys and, and guys you might not be as familiar with, um, you know, because they're not as big a name as some of the all-stars or superstars in the league. Um, my second team for this uh, league pass year is the Orlando Magic, which uh, I've heard many people talk about Orlando being one of those teams that is just always at the bottom of the barrel, it seems, uh, ever since uh, probably Dwight Howard went to the LA Lakers. They just haven't been seen um, as a serious contender. Uh, they haven't been seen as a, a franchise that can retain their free agents, even though they got a good thing in Florida and Florida's got the weather. Florida has got, uh, you know, no income tax. So that helps. Uh, but this team is is built for the long term and they're built for today's NBA. Uh, their backcourt is really interesting. A guy who fell out of uh, a franchise and now is has made a name for himself quietly is Markel Fultz, a guy who's figured out how to shoot a jump shot after dealing with a lot of stress, similar to Ben Simmons. Uh, but yeah, he, Markel Fultz is, plays both ends of the floor and has been a really effective uh, combo guard for the Orlando Magic. Another guy who uh, Raptors fans will, will remember from the 2020, 21 draft Jalen Suggs is on that team and he's looking to avenge uh, and rebound from a bad season last year um, off their bench from the guards they got Gary Harris who used to play in Denver and Cole Anthony whose dad um, Greg Anthony played for UNLV uh, running Rebels back in the early 90s and then the Bulls who tangled with Michael Jordan so often, went to an NBA championship in in 1994. I don't think uh, Greg Anthony was part of that 
99 team in that shortened strike season that went to play San Antonio in the finals. But um, regardless, Greg Anthony's son, Cole Anthony, plays for the Orlando Magic. And then they've got um, a couple guys from Germany who played with Dennis Schroeder over the summer in the FIBA World Cup. Franz Wagner, who is really ascending to to be quite a, a quality uh, wing in the league. And then uh, I'm not sure if it's his brother or his cousin. I probably should know this, but Moritz Wagner, who played for Michigan, uh, has been a bit of a journeyman in the league. Uh, big dude, seven-footer, you know, muscular. Uh, you know, he's he's doesn't have the same skill set as Franz, but he's a guy that adds depth to to the lineup. And uh, here he is with Orlando, um, you know, helping Orlando be uh, considered a playoff contending team, um, which I think is legitimate. I I don't think there's any reason why uh, Orlando couldn't make the playoffs. Um, So that's another guy on this on this roster. Um, And then, of course, this team has uh, a very impressive second year guy he won the rookie of the year he was very good in the FIBA World Cup for the United States and that's Paulo Paulo uh Bencaro I was pronouncing it Benchero but it's Bencaro uh he is a stud 610 has a great mid-range he's working on his game from downtown he's got a post game he he's got a very um, full bag of skills and he will lead this Orlando team as the years go on. But like I've said, he's got a, a really good cast around him. Uh, another guy who anchors this defense, who's by far the physically the biggest guy on this team is Wendell Carter Jr. If you remember, I had him in my top hundred last year, cracking the top hundred. I think that he'll be there again. Um, you know, similar to a guy like Jonas Valanciunas, just so hard to get out of the key and off the block, so hard to get off the offensive glass. He will be everywhere. He will defend solidly. He will hit the boards um, with force. And he is a very effective offensive player, uh, very efficient. And so when you put, uh, you know, Wendell Carter Jr., Fultz, Suggs, uh, the backcourt that I mentioned, and and then Franz Wagner around Paulo Bencaro, uh, this Orlando team is going to be competitive. Uh, will they make the playoffs? I'm not going to guarantee anything, but I think this team, similar to OKC last year, they've got the right pieces. They're going in the right direction. They've got some athleticism, some swag from the youth, and I think that this team has a lot to prove, and they'll want to. Um, so my, my second team for, um, for my lead pass team, uh, on the short list after OKC being the number one is the Orlando magic. Now, the next two teams are pretty obvious teams. I think most people would agree, uh, that, you know, it will be quality entertainment when these two teams play. And that's 
the Milwaukee Bucks, who have arguably the best offensive tandem in the league um, with Damian Lillard and Giannis Antetokounmpo. And then the Phoenix Suns, who have arguably uh, the best trio of offense in the league with Bradley Beal, Kevin Durant, and Devin Booker. And I think both of those teams will fight for the number one spot in their conference. They'll both be championship contending teams. Uh, They are in uh, the four horsemen of the league this year, the elite teams who are, are, you know, considered favorites for the championship, along with the Denver Nuggets and Boston Celtics, of course. But there's no way in hell that the Boston Celtics are going to be on this league pass. Uh, Short list for me. So don't think for a second I'm going to put them there. Uh, my fifth team on the short list, and then I'll give uh, you know an honorable mention that I that I referenced earlier, the New York Knicks. I loved watching Jalen Brunson. If you listen to any episodes early in the playoffs, Cavs Knicks. I love talking about Jalen Brunson. I loved watching Jalen Brunson. He did everything he could to get two games off the Miami Heat. Uh, They were lucky to get a second win. That was because Jimmy Butler took a couple nights off. Um, But they play hard. They play together. Now they have four guys from that 2016 championship title team uh, for Villanova who won it. Um, they are asking Mikel Bridges to be part of that team. I don't think the Brooklyn Nets want him uh, to cross over from Brooklyn into Manhattan. But regardless, they have uh, DiVincenzo who joined. They have Josh Hart. They have uh, the, the Italian guard whose name is escaping me right now, uh, who played for Chicago earlier in his career. And now he plays for this Knicks team. And of course, Jalen Brunson is there. Um, They have Mitchell Robinson, who can jump through the building, Um, could have been a hell of a volleyball player at the national level. Um, He is on this New York Knicks team. RJ Barrett, another Canadian, who I've always got to give uh, love to, a Mississauga kid. Um, He is is on this team. They've got Emmanuel Quickly, who was in the top three, I believe, Uh, in six-man-of-the-year voting and a guy that I really wanted the Raptors to target if they were going to part ways with OG and Anobi, which they did not. And uh, this Knicks team has a very solid bench because of guys like Emmanuel quickly being part of it. And, of course, offensively, he will be the centerpiece to their offense. Uh, I believe a German although I could be wrong, Hartenstein is, is part of uh, the Knicks' second unit, and uh, he is a German. I don't know if he played for the, the team this summer. Um, if he didn't, it's, it's kind of surprising to me, but he'll be there next year um, in, in Paris for sure. He won't miss that opportunity. Um, so another German, I was talking about Franz Wagner uh, before, and of course, Dennis Schroeder for the Raptors. But uh, yeah, the, the New York Knicks are my fifth league pass team. Of course, none of these league pass teams involve the Raptors because they are my number one team. Um, I will mention uh, two 
uh, teams for honorable mentions. The first is who I referred to earlier, which is Courtney Wright's last year's team, the New Orleans Pelicans. I think anytime Zion Williamson touches the floor, there's just too much explosiveness. There's too much possibility for greatness in a moment, in a game. And if you're only going to get to see him play uh, 25 to 40 games, uh, you got to get him early. And so he's got to be on the league pass team. Uh, the other team, and, and this is because of Canadian content. It's because of former Raptor content. Uh, but it's also because of a lot of young talent, uh, a lot of young talent, uh, guys they drafted over the last three years. And that's the Houston Rockets uh, with Fred Van Vliet there. I watched him in some of the preseason highlights. It was fun to watch him uh, shoot from deep and operate that offense. He's, he, he really is the captain of this team. Uh, Dylan Brooks is on there, and I think that he will be a little bit subdued at, or at least disciplined in how he goes about uh, his his various expressions uh, of basketball um, and probably minimizing his extracurricular activity, uh, you know, things that he did to like Donovan Mitchell or LeBron, although in the preseason he did get tossed from a game because he hit a guy um, a bit recklessly, you could say. Um, whether he intended it or not is a whole different story. But the Houston Rockets are also on that um, short list for league pass, and they're, they're an honorable mention just outside the top five. Uh, I, I mentioned championship teams. I think there's four. Um, is it possible that there's other com- teams that can be in the conversation? I think obviously the Lakers and the Warriors can be there. Uh, I don't think Philly has a chance. Um, I'm not sure uh, the Heat this year can do it, although we had – no clue that they were going to go on the run they did last year. So I never count Jimmy Butler out, but I wouldn't put them in my, you know, start of the season uh, championship favorites or kind of second tier. Um, obviously, from a, a dark horse perspective, the Pelicans got to be there. If Zion can figure out how to be healthy, um, I think the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, have have done some really smart things, including bringing in Marcus Smart. And if Ja comes back and somehow Stephen Adams can be part of this team come late March, uh, I think that the Grizzlies have enough depth and talent, um, and they have that that dude who can make the big plays and clutch moments that you never know. The experience of Marcus Smart obviously helps. Uh, Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson are formidable uh, guys to have around you as a, as a star in John Morant. Uh, so they would be on that dark horse list, but certainly on the outside looking in. But you got to talk about them. Um is there a most improved team, a team that as the season goes on are going to turn some heads? You know, I, I listened to the True Hoop pod today, and I was impressed um, by David Thorpe's analysis or, or at least take on the Toronto Raptors. And I, I talked about the Toronto Raptors winning 45 games. He agreed with me, and he felt like, they have 
the most upside from where most people are predicting them to be. Uh, a lot of folks have them kind of 38 to 40 wins. And he feels that that could be a really surprised team, which is great to hear from, from this Raptors fans' ears. And I think there's a lot of other Raptors podcasters and writers who believe that this team does have more than they had last year, including the good vibes. And with Scotty being as impressive as he was and knowing how good Pascal Siakam is, if there's good good vibes, chemistry, and real buy-in to uh, the new philosophies and principles of Darko, uh, as we've already talked about, you know, they could be a real shocker team and could mess some plans up uh, for teams who are trying to be making, you know, make the playoffs in the sixth seed, they could sneak in. Um, but David Thorpe even said that he felt that they could be a team that could snatch the four seed and, and host a playoff series. Whether they win the playoff series is a whole other ballgame, but they're built for the regular season. They're built to, to be strong and to be wildly good on the defensive end. So I thought that was uh, really interesting, not coming from a Toronto-based media place, uh, not from a fan place, but just a guy who who really respects Darko, Pascal, Scotty, and and what Masai and Bobby uh, you know are about and have accomplished uh, previous to this season, but also going forward. They also talk very highly of Jakob Pertl. And now that Yak is on this team, uh, I think he gives them a lot of stability and, and possibility, which you guys have already known about. Uh, the MVP, and this is where I will end this episode, the MVP conversation. Um, there was a lot of conversation on the rap cast uh, from Trey, uh, from S, who, who's on the score often, S. Fander, um, and Bernani, um, and, uh, and also from Samson Folk about an MVP being from the States and how desperate the American fan base is and the American media is more importantly for the narrative building, um, this season. So there was talk of Jason Tatum, which you guys know how high I am on Jason Tatum, even though He's not a favorite of mine. I just think he's that good. Uh, there was some conversation about Damian Lillard being a guy who could possibly be in the MVP conversation. Um, even talks around the league of of what if you know the Lakers can figure out all their depth and they get their record right um, and, and winning a lot of games early and often. Could LeBron? be back in that conversation, even though uh, AD has been donned by LeBron to be the best player on this team, is it possible he could be in the MVP conversation? I think that's a bit of a stretch from an American standpoint. Uh, there were there was some conversation, of course, on the rap cast about Shea Gildress-Alexander uh, being an MVP candidate. And I think, you know, that's a safe bet that he'll be in the top 10, at least as long as the OKC Thunder are winning. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, uh, the two guys who are topping most people's lists 
are Jokic and Giannis, which makes sense. They're going to be in the top two in their conferences, respectively. Uh, I think Devin Booker is probably um, going to be in the conversation because Phoenix is going to be high up there. And I think Devin Booker is probably going to have to carry the most weight and play the most number of games. Um, so I think he, he's got to be considered uh, an MVP candidate. Um, Luka Doncic, who knows how good Dallas can be. I think adding Grant Williams probably uh, helps a lot. Uh, and it certainly, I think, will pay dividends early in the season. I don't know if Kyrie's going to be big on Grant Williams by game 72 or 82. Uh, but we could be surprised. Kyrie has surprised us before um, with some of the things that he said and, and does, and sometimes in a positive way. So that will be interesting. I think there's probably a dark horse out there. Um, you know, is, is it possible that Paul George is healthy this season? Is it possible James Harden finds his way to the Clippers um, and they're able to work uh, their own version of a, a th- of a three-headed monster in the West? If that were to happen and you had the Clippers, Lakers, Warriors, Nuggets, and Suns, <laughs> oh my gosh, with all that talent – um, you know, combined of in those five teams, that's just ridiculous. Uh, the West would basically be crowning uh, the NBA championship because it, to get out of that conference with that much talent would just be uh, such a gauntlet to have to run through. But uh, I think I think someone is going to surprise us. Someone's going to come out. Um, in that MVP conversation that that we didn't predict. And I, Paul George is an interesting one for me. Again, hopefully he's healthy. Anyways, uh, it's 63-54, Denver over the Lakers at halftime. Lakers have made it a little more competitive. Uh, they were down at one point by 18, and LeBron was slipping all over the place. Um, AD has dominated offensively with 17 points in the first half, which is really good to see. Um, But that is where the game is at. And because they're on a break, and so is Nikola Jokic, who has a game-high 19, I'm going to take a break and call it a pod at this point. Because tomorrow night at halftime uh, during the Raptors' Timberwolves game. I'm going to talk to my man, Tom Anderson, who was on the pod uh, a couple months back. And we're going to talk about what we liked from the preseason and what we like uh, going forward. Hopefully have some things to talk about that we like in the game tomorrow night. But I don't want to say too much more because you guys have a lot to hear from me and Tom about tomorrow night. Hope you're well. Enjoy the new year. It's a beautiful time of year. And soak it up for all it is, especially if you're Raptors diehards, because tomorrow we'll have just a little more stress to it than this Denver Lakers game. All right, y'all. Be well. Peace.